Whether you keep them in your home or love to see them in theirs, these are the creatures that bring us all together. Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the Reptile Talk Podcast. Boom! What is going on, everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brassman Reptiles. And I'm Robin. I'm creeping it real. And uh, Rob is dancing because he's happy about his hoodie. Bro, I fucking love this thing. Also, I'm super pumped for tonight. Uh, this is going to be a good episode. Hell yeah, me too. But uh, yeah, I'm just overall, I'm, I'm super geeked. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Uh, if you guys missed, so this is 101, dude. This 101. is 101. Also, first episode of 2023. Yeah, buddy. Brought to you by Black Box Cages. What's up? Hey, that's it. That is it. Heck yeah. Dude, it's 2023, man. Can you believe that? It's after the last 48 hours I've had, I 100% can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that it's not as cold as it was two weeks ago because I was stressing. <laughs> bro, it was so cold in Massachusetts. I oh, can't yeah. even. <laughs> I talked to my dad today and he's like, it's 36 degrees and it snowed earlier this morning. And I was like, guess what? It was like 63, uh, 65 today. It was great. Dude. I was so happy. So for anybody who's listening who hasn't seen needs some context. I got called to uh, play at the Massachusetts governor's inauguration at TD garden in Massachusetts. So I flew out for that uh, Thursday yesterday and uh, flew back in today. Like I just got in this morning. I've been trying to take care of a bunch of things since I got back. And uh, so I've gotten five hours of sleep in the last 48 hours. So, Oh no. Yeah, so Rob's probably going to ask all the questions tonight, and I'm just going to be here to laugh and and hang and Jeremy's whatever. going to be the personality tonight, and then I'm gonna the, <laughs> the faded the faded personality tonight. No, I'm super excited for tonight's episode. I'm super stoked. First show of the of the year, and uh, and first show after breaching 100. I'm so stoked. Boom. If if you missed the hundredth episode, make sure you go check that out. We had a great time talking with Brian Barcheck and uh, and so many of other our other friends like Savannah. Uh, rich crowley i mean so so many um, yeah. wonderful people so uh go check that out if you haven't already and uh yeah thank you to everybody that's already here in the chat definitely appreciate that you guys know the deal uh if you feel so inclined to send us a super chat we'll highlight it and chat about whatever it is you want to chat about uh for literally three seconds and then we move on no i'm kidding um <laughs> but uh no we're gonna have a great time um, we're talking with Brandon Wheeler from Morelia, Morelia House. House. Let's Hell get him yeah, in let's here. Get... What's up? Oh. What's going on, bro? Man, just another Friday night. Getting ready. I options tonight. Podcast or pack for Pomona. So we're podcasting, and I'm going to wake up way too early to pack. Way too early for oh, Pomona. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. How far is the, drive, is the drive really long for you? Because you're in San Diego, right? No, nah, I'm super lucky. It's like an hour. I mean, with good traffic, it's like an hour and 15. Oh, that's, that's not, not bad. too bad. Yeah. That's yeah. Not bad. The yeah. key there, though, with good traffic, it ranges <laughs> up to two. Okay. Right? All right. It can easily not... become two hours. That's still not horrible for no. Southern California traffic. That's still not horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's, it's, it's not that bad. It's <laughs> yeah. When I used to do the White Plains show, it was like three and a half hours from where I lived and I would do it religiously. I was like, I got to go to the White Plains yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the traffic was never that that brutal. Although leaving the show, if you stayed leaving the, whole the show day was bad. And then left, yeah. 
oh, New York dude. City traffic. Yeah, dude, so bad. Even when I would stay with Lenny in the Bronx or mm-hmm. in, sorry, in Brooklyn. Um, God, New Yorkers, please don't kill me for that. Sheesh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember, five hours of sleep uh, in Brooklyn and like just just going from from the show to his place would sometimes take over an hour and it's like a 25 minute drive. Damn, man, this is this is brutal. (laughs) Yeah, Brandon, I gotta see your shirt. Let me let me see your shirt real quick. Bro, hell yeah, heck yeah, that's a badass shirt, man. That is. I need a hoodie though. You got the you got the hoodie. I don't. Yeah, hoodie. Yeah, we're going to be making some more of these just like a one. select number of them just because I was like, dude, I am in love with this design and more people need to see scrub stuff. That's there needs to be more scrubs on uh, clothing. So, yeah, facts, <laughs> more scrub clothing. There you go. Yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I got more my scrub. Dude, <laughs> dude, you need to get you need to get a scrub oh. on scrubs. A scrub on so <laughs> get a scrub on scrubs. I'm just saying that would be awesome. Uh, <laughs> you could wear them to bed or yeah. <laughs> you know. I wear them to the expo. Everyone would be like, know, "Is he whatever. a vet? What's going on right yeah, now?" Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh my god, scrub squared. <laughs> <laughs> so Brandon, we got to talk scrubs a little bit at least yeah, on man. this on this episode. So yes. what? What what are you working with, those Scrubs? You got some really nice stuff over there, so we got to talk a little bit. Come on, you, you got to steal a little thanks, bit. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, I've been uh, so right now. Scrubs have been a passion of mine for a long time, um, mm-hmm. and uh, right now I have two point two adult Barnecks, one point one adult Southerns, and then also have a pair of Laminas, and I have a pair of Malukans, mm-hmm. uh, and those are like between a year and two years old. Hell yeah! Um, so. But dude, I've been trying to breed these barn eggs, and they're like ten years old. Like we're ready. We're yeah, they're ready. ready. All right. Like mm-hmm. this whole are they old enough? They've a long time ago. <laughs> still can't get any fucking eggs from the uh, snakes. Rob. It, yes. <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> <laughs> I moved across the country. No. Yeah. Uh, honestly, yeah. what what I think I did that might be a little bit different than what a lot of people do is that just when I was moving, there was like two weeks that uh, temps were just like way cooler than a lot of people are probably comfortable going with. You know, I had everything down into the 70s for, you know, a week and a half. And, you know, uh, they they had an area where they could get a little bit warmer. But I while I was moving and like the week or two after that, just setting up enclosures and getting everything settled uh, took, you know, about two weeks of getting everything cold. That's the biggest thing that I found that was different this year than the last couple of years that I I tried them because I didn't get any interest in pairing or locks or anything. Like I did introductions for the first six months of the year and where I'm at, I only saw interest. Like the male was only interested in the female uh, April and May. That was it. Like when we had our storms, yeah, our spring storms come through April and May. If I, introduce the male in he immediately would start courting any other time i did one parent one introduction in january two in february one in march put them together put them together not interested at all they would just sit on opposite sides or sometimes they would hang out together but not like together like they're pairing um and then consistently for the last three years now i've put males in 
April and May. And as soon as I put them in there, they start courting, they start locking up. And I mean, that, that, that's what worked for me. And judging by my timeline and the timeline for Stephen Cush, when he was hatching out his stuff, because his stuff hatched out pretty much the same time mine did. I'm, I'm thinking that at least for, you know, what I'm seeing that that tends to be when, but you know, I saw, I saw someone recently online. I think it was Indo serpents. He, he paired up his and he was getting some courting behavior now, which is like really early. Um, but I have seen people pairing them all around the year. I just don't really see anything happening until, you know, at least for the ones that I'm, I'm trying to watch everyone who's got them and see what they're pairing stuff and when <laughs> what's working and what's not working. But yeah, for me, the last three years, anytime that I pair outside of that April, May timeframe, nothing, they're not interested. They don't hang, they're not doing anything, but a pair in April and May and they go. And then last year, yeah, that moving in November and, and dropping temps for those two weeks, I think that that may have played a, a decent role in getting her to cycle. Okay. But I also do uh, cycle feeding. So I, fe- I feed kind of a little bit heavier during the summertime and then I slow them down during the winter. And I don't know. There's, there's so many different factors. Who's to say that, you know, any one factor is any better than any other, because, you know, there's so few, there's such a small sample size of people who are getting clutches right like ever <laughs> that there's just all these different things that have to line up. And I I'm just looking at the stuff that I'm doing and then trying to look at the stuff that Stephen Cush is doing. Cause he's been really successful. Yeah, and then, uh, yeah, he, he, I, I think he said he did three clutches of barn X this year. And I was like, dude, that is incredible. So now whenever anyone is like, Hey Rob, are you selling your barn X? I'm like, go talk to Stephen Cush, go talk to him. He's got more. <laughs> That's it. Dude, I can't figure it out. So, like, when I when I bred my Southerns, it was like four years ago. Uh, yeah, that was in a four by two, mm-hmm. right? And you yep. know, and I and I had them together in there on and off, paired them in, you know, four by two, and and they did their thing. So now I'm like, everything must be bigger. I have to have massive, you know, and and <laughs> yep. bigger, right? So I did the thing. Anybody who follows me knows, like, my cages are linked. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, basically what that is, is just I take a clean out. I, I drill up through the cage. I link the cages with a clean out that's like used in plumbing and then they can do mm-hmm. a portal up and down. It, they they just want to be in their own cages. Yep. Is, yeah. is what I found, you know, because I had 2.2 with full access to each other year round. And I'm telling you, 95 percent of the time, each snake picked its own cage and stayed there. Mm hmm. Hmm. Yeah. They, they I think would, that they would crawl up and down like at night a little bit, but every morning it's back to your own spot. back where they're comfortable <laughs> at. Yeah. I, and, and I think that, uh, you know, people have found success with that using, using the link cages for like white lips and stuff. But I think that scrubs are just a little different when it comes to all this. Stuff. I, I'm not saying that it won't work. I just, uh, from what I've seen, uh, I just think that pairing might work. Like, I mean, pairing, like you do a lot of other stuff. Well, that's yeah. what I, I got it from Chuck because Chuck Poland mm-hmm. bred his Palmeiras. Yep. yep. And he, he, he did it with the linked cages. But and he also said that his spend a lot of time together. Like he's like, I see him together all the time. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. So anyway, for anyone out there wondering, I don't think the link cages works. I Rob. <laughs> uh, what I'm going to do this year is I'm going to have one pair that can stay together that's linked, and I have one pair that's separated that I'll do introductions for, and uh, I'm just going to do both. So we'll see. Yeah, I bred mine we pray. In, 
Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I bred Jan in a four by two if, if for what it's worth. So um, she was not in that the whole time. Uh, I had her in a three foot cage for like when I first moved down here. And then as soon as I got four foot cages, I was like, boom, right in there. Um, which again goes against conventional wisdom. People are like, you got to have them set up the same way for five years straight and you can't change anything. And it's like, I don't know. I, I think that <laughs> if, if you have an, a well-established animal, I don't think that, I mean, if you bounce them around constantly, yeah. But I think that, you know, if you know your animal well, because I knew, look, I had, I was in a kind of a unique situation where when I was at nerd, I had access to the ultrasound. So I was able to ultrasound her all the time. And you know, I would do it like maybe once a month and just see where her follicle development was at. And the year before I left, um, she literally went up to 37, 38 millimeter follicles, which is like, should be eggs basically. Like it should be going to produce eggs and it just never happened. And, uh, but it was in that same time frame, that same April, May ish time frame. And then uh, this year I did not have the ultrasound. I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants, you know, so to speak. <laughs> but I, I, I knew that's what, that's when her cycle time was. That's when she was generally going into that cycle. So I just paired when I knew things were going to happen and things happen. So I know I congratulations, man. That's a huge accomplishment. I mean, I, I was so fucking proud of you when I saw that. I mean, that was, that was cool. That was cool. Thanks man. Well, I, I appreciate it. I, mean, I, I can't have a Janet baby, but I'll take a Janet shirt. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, it's the it's the next best thing. I, like I've told people, I've, I've had probably 50 or 60 people message me trying to see if I'm letting any go. And I'm like, look, this is my first clutch of scrubs. Uh, this is my first clutch of Barnax. I've been raising this snake in particular for 10 years. And like, I'm not planning on having kids. Janet is like my baby, man. <laughs> like I, I've been waiting a long time for these babies and, you know, there's only 10 of them. So like, even if it's just for the first couple of years to keep them and just kind of get to know them and, and, you know, really get to enjoy them. Uh, I have that. And then also I I've got places where I want them to go. If they're going to go anywhere, you know, like <laughs> I've, I, I've kind of got a plan for if I do let any go. Um, I know that I'm trading one to somebody for different bloodlines um, but I still haven't even sexed them. I literally was just going to wait until they get a little bit of size on them. And then I'll go through and sex them and see what the sex ratio is. Cause I mean, when I breed all the other snakes, as soon as they come out of the egg, I want to pop them and just you get it over know. with. Yeah. So <laughs> they have a traumatic experience of being born and then a traumatic experience of me sexing them. And then I have to, don't mess with them for <laughs> three weeks. Right. I just want to get it all over with, but the scrubs, I was like, man, when I saw those babies in the egg box, I was like, Oh my God, I don't want you to hate me at all. So I'm just going to wait and, <laughs> and then build a rapport with you. And then uh, one day you'll get black bagged for a second and <laughs> we'll sex them and then right, right back into the enclosure, you know? Sheesh. Meanwhile, like I'm over here when he, when those babies hatch, I'm like, have you sexed them yet? Like, no. no i'm like dude you no. gotta know man i'm really you gotta know it's gonna be all boys if it's that's all what boys, i'm saying will, i'm like i'll be heartbroken you'll, like, you'll have enough girls to build your group with and, yeah and yeah right. as yeah, long as there's know, a one couple more, girls one more girl is still building you know uh, so <laughs> i've got that other strong female that i'm raising right now the smaller one but she's still only like maybe six foot long now so she's still really small she's probably two or three years out from being able to breed it like at the earliest i've had her now for a year and a half two years two years ish i think um 
But when did Florida ban their scrubs? Was that two years ago or two that... years ago? Two years ago. Yeah. Two years ago. So yeah, I got it just before then because I got it from a guy in Florida who uh he was like, Hey, I have a small scrub collection. They're banning them, so I can't have them. Somebody pointed me to you. Uh, I've got a captive bred baby Barnack, and I was like, Captain bred baby Barnack, you say? <laughs> and I took it out of the bag, and the thing was like, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was like, No, don't, don't want to kill me. <laughs> well, there's, I mean, clearly a, there's clearly a major difference between captive bred and wild caught stuff. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's it's night and fucking day. Because I mean, my my young stuff, my uh, Waminas and and my Malukits, I mean, I don't even need a hook. I don't need a tap yeah. on them. I don't need to do nothing. I just walk in there, grab them like a freaking corn snake, and they're yeah. fine. You yeah. know, that's that's yeah. kind of how Janet is. I <laughs> I literally don't use a hook. And since I she was a she's a captive bred baby. She's from uh, Prada line, and um, when she was a baby, I was like, I want her to be friendly. She was never like really aggressive or anything. But what I would do is when I go into her enclosure, I just take my hat. I just lay it over the top of her, just like super gentle. And then I can just scoop her up. And as, as long as I do that, even at nighttime, I can just like scoop her right up, take her right out. But during the daytime, I could probably just reach in there and just pick her up. But that's just kind of how I've always worked with her the whole, the whole time. I was and, told my male um, 12 gauge is from Prada line, but I definitely can't prove it. And it's mm -hmm. so word of mouth, so many generations removed from the guy that would yeah. actually know the truth that I, I don't, I don't call this the first time I've ever said it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, Cause I mean, I'm a guy I bought him from triple L reptile who uh -huh. got it from a zookeeper at the San Diego oh, boy. zoo <laughs> who had it as a pet for nine years. Damn. <laughs> you know yeah like, but i don't know who yeah. that zookeeper is you know so uh, like, like you know when some triple l kid tells me i, I heard it was prada line i'm just, okay you're like okay you google okay. scrub python you saw prada line you're like oh that sounds expensive i'm gonna yeah. put that <laughs> right exactly uh, bro uh, yeah oh, do you want to do super chat stuff yeah or? i was gonna hit some supers yeah. <clears throat> um Sam about 420. Rob has the best grandma GF ever. <laughs> yep. Rob needs two ASMR scrub videos. <laughs> so I really want to do some scrub videos. I just need help. Whenever I've got, when, well, I, whenever I, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I, uh, <laughs> whenever I want to do videos, I'm like, I kind of want to go herping right now. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. And, so may, I, maybe I should do some, some scrub videos now because it is winter time and I can, uh, it's, there's going to be some time where it's too cold to go herping. So, cause during the summertime, I'm, anytime I've got like a couple extra hours, I'm like, I gotta get in the woods. I gotta go find something. I gotta go catch That's something. True. That's true. <laughs> it's about time for me to take gypsy out. Cause gypsy, my, my Southern girl. Um, yeah. She, it's not fun dude i mean it is fun to work with her for me but like not for her you know like yeah. she <laughs> does not want human interaction and like she's serious about it like she does not like it and and she's big now dude she's she's mm -hmm. big i mean she's you know 11 12 foot southern and uh but it's probably been a year since i've held her yeah um, 
mm-hmm. uh, you know, because again, I have them with the separate cages. So as soon as she goes up into the one cage, I close it off. I clean the bottom one, you know, yeah. and then one, you know, whatever. So I'm just, you know, op- opportunistically clean her cage basically, and, and leave <laughs> yeah. her the hell alone, and we have a good understanding, and it's fine. But I, I, I <laughs> no shame it. in that, man. No shame <laughs> in that. <laughs> I I got to do a video with uh, that little Barnack because she's the same way. Like the second that a hand, like your skin touches her, she starts peeing, and I'm like, "Come on, we got to get that over one. this." Like, uh, <laughs> I I really have tried to be hands off with her as much as I can for the last like two years since I got her. I was like, I just really want you to just see me, get used to me, but it's not happening and i'm like okay well now i'm gonna have to like actually work on now when i take her out she pees all over the place and she'll take like three or four swings at me and then she calms down but that's better than before when she was like i'm gonna murder you and she was just like that the whole time that she's out i'm like come on man i'm just glad gypsy and i are in a place that i don't have to put paper over her cage for yeah. me to be in the room and, and spend time with her because mm-hmm. you know there there was a good six or eight months when i first got her to where she would just you know like yeah. I, and if my wife dude <laughs> I, had, <laughs> I had her in like in a closet at the time and it was our walk-in closet so like yeah. all my wife's clothes are right here and then the scrubs are right here and she walked in the closet and just boom <laughs> She's all pregnant and shit. Oh man, that was oh, god. We're not there oh, anymore, god. thankfully. Oh <laughs> man, our buddy Randy is here. He says Wheeler is the man. He's got some killer Amazons too. Yeah, we're gonna talk about some Amazons. That's that's Randy. Cool. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. And his episode was awesome, bro. Yeah, I, man. I was super geeked about that episode. I was like, it's been a hot minute since I talked to Amazon Trebos, and I, I almost forgot how cool they are. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, your uh, your red, your reds are some of the best around, dude. Hell yeah! Oh, I mean, dude, they're 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 so good, man. The, the red with the white and the just mm, it looks like <laughs> candy, like snake candy. I you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that's that that's what I want, you know. And I do I have a red, she is not as pretty as yours. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But uh if you do breed those, um, because I, I have you know a lot of tiger stuff, so I'm gonna try to do red to tiger too. I would Ooh. love an opportunity to to get a female from you when you eventually lay. I've the, the your snakes are I have to have one of those. So if you do get a red, <laughs> heck yeah. Heck yeah, <laughs> dude! There does the and seeing them in person, just like it, it's hard to catch a lot of that color in in like a cell phone picture, because dude. they're there's just like there's so much dynamic coloration on them that just isn't picked up by the camera. I don't know how to describe it. How yeah. how are, how are the attitude on yours? Because I think everybody really overreacts and blows out. Yes. I mean, we're sitting here oh. talking shit on Scrubs a second ago. <laughs> <laughs> but the majority of those are actually pretty cool too. So yes, people overreact when it comes to Scrubs. Totally still respect Scrubs. But you don't have to respect Amazons. Like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what man. Like, it's just like this big mouth. There's nothing behind it. It's yeah, just the mouth coming it. at you. Oh. Yeah. And yeah. it's slow. It's like slow motion. Like, it's very oh, slow. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, like oh, you, man. You are no, I slow if you get hit by your Amazon. <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I, I've got like 
two two or three that just for no reason want to kill you every second they can um out of the 15 that i have though i'll take two or three pissy ones you know sure um they what i've learned though is it's funny because i don't know if you saw the video uh that marshall mendez put up that crazy bicolor tiger that he's got oh my god dude she's freaking nuts but uh he was um he was commenting on how she doesn't really strike but when you go into the enclosure she comes right up to see what the heck you're doing and Mm -hmm. then just sits there and then is like oh all right that's you're fine it's not food and then just goes about goes about her business i've got uh one of my tiger girls does that exact same thing Mm -hmm. like maybe one out of every 20 times she'll actually take a pop but the rest of it's just like what are you doing what you got a mouse no all right cool (laughs) (laughs) and then yeah right back right back in the hide like there's no no problems but um but yeah it's it's funny because I mean, I, I think we all remember all the years ago. Like, These evil snakes—they just want to yeah. bite everything. They're ter- they're terrible. Mm. And now it's like, no, man, they're actually—they're not that bad. Although I do get a kick out of trying to put them back into those enclosures, and uh, they strike at the heat panel because it's got yeah. a heat signature. Yeah, it's hot. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're not that smart, but it's okay. So- <laughs> It's funny that we were talking about scrubs because I'm always like, oh, scrubs are so smart. And like, you never see them chewing on a hook like a retic does or doing stupid stuff like that. And then I look at Amazon Trubos and I'm like, I love you guys. But oh my God, you're dumb as rocks. You're so dumb. <laughs> They're so d- Anything that's warm, they'll bite it. Like I've literally seen them yeah. bite light, light bulbs and stuff. I'm like, oh, there's nothing. You don't there's have nothing any there. cells. Yeah, nothing. no, there's nothing. There's nothing there and there's nothing there. It's it's a match I'm, made in heaven. I'm just saying, I, I've never seen a scrub do that before. So have either of you guys kept emerald tree bows? I've um, worked with them at Nerd and, and a couple other places, but I've never personally kept them. Yeah, I've I've kept them for a short period of time, but most of my experience with them was at Nerd too. How were they? So tell me about the Northern collection at Nerd because I'm excited because you guys know, but nobody else knows. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just purchased a pair of Northern Emeralds from Nerd and they've got mm. some captive red ones left on the website that I don't know how they're still there. Honestly, yeah. at, uh, <laughs> at the price point they're at, dude, they're, they're like a thousand to twelve hundred bucks and uh those should be gone it's weird that there's yeah. any left at all but, um, <laughs> i think i think it's the time of year honestly yeah i think yeah. i same i think it's just the time of year yeah um yeah so those those babies uh well okay i'll just say uh, having been up to nerd as much as i have in the last five months uh kevin's got a problem and that is he <laughs> too many will, tree boas yeah he will just buy all the tree boas he can uh, <laughs> um but you know what i mean i th- i think it's awesome between the basins and the northerns i i think it's wonderful um he uh he spends a lot of time with those animals the northern a lot of the northerns are originally imported animals or were long-term captive animals so th- they're kind of the typical uh, northern like just don't touch it it's gonna be a bad day if you <laughs> go to touch that animal um but i'll say like his basins even though basins are known to be a little more on the chill side to watch him take out you know like a massive female basin and just like go right up to its face and just start petting its head and it doesn't give a crap i'm like damn dude that's that's kind of awesome man i can't lie yeah that's pretty <laughs> cool. i wasn't about to throw down basin money 
Nah, yeah, uh, no. I, I had some northern money. All right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there are levels to this shit. That's true. I'm not there yet. That's right? true. Yeah. yeah. Once once you breed the northerns, then you get basin money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Base. You sell a whole litter of northerns to afford the one basin. It's perfect how yeah. it works. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just excited to be keeping whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. You know? yes. Hell yeah. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. and like, I, I, I stopped thinking about it as a business. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, yes, I'm, I'm going to breed snakes. I'm going to sell snakes, but I used to be like, I am Morelia house. I can only have carpet pythons. Yeah. And then <laughs> after like a decade, you're like, okay, there's more stuff that I need to keep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and you know, so I have a pet retic now. What? Yep. Yeah. It's a pet. I'm not, I don't think I'm going to breed it. I don't. I don't think I'm gonna pair it, but I. I, I have a, a albino golden child that I'm. I'm. I'm okay. 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 And uh, her name is those. Peaches. Her name is Peaches. Yes. Yeah. I love Peaches. She's so freaking sweet. She's like a lavender <laughs> albino or a purple albino. Purple. Purple, yeah. of course. Yeah. 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 Dude, she's, the, she's probably the most loved snake in my house right now. She comes out every <laughs> single night. She's out every Hell night. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. I handle that snake seven days a week unless I fed it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, awesome. And yeah. it's it's cool. Like crawls all over the bed. My son hangs out. <laughs> like the dogs are. I'm trying to train the dogs. You know, not to go next to it. I'm using the retic. <laughs> you know, do that. And I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just excited. I'm I'm just at this point in my life, knowing that I have a job that's going to pay for the things that I need to do, and that this is a hobby, and I can have fun. I am just having fun. That yeah. is the best way to do it ever because then there's no pressure on it. It doesn't end up feeling like it's too much work. You know, when you get to, when you, especially when you put yourself in this box, you're like, okay, I'm only going to do this. It it can really get to you when you start to see other cool stuff and you're like, well, I only do this. I, I'm over. This is my thing. You know, uh, I think that a lot of people get stuck in that, like, Oh, I keep snakes. I'm only going to keep snakes, but look at like Eric Burke when he got some of his little, uh, little monitors around. He's like, Oh, yep. holy shit. shit. Opens up his whole, dude, you could hear it in his voice. How like he started a monitor he podcast immediately. He's not even exactly. on it. Exactly. <laughs> While he's editing, he's like, I'm working right now. What are you talking about? He's like just secretly enjoying all of it. <laughs> Absolutely. But when you get to like just branch out and like, you know, broaden your horizons a little bit, it definitely opens you up to so much more enjoyment when it comes to reptiles because i think people take it a little too serious sometimes and they're like well i'm a ball python breeder i breed ball pythons and i'm like well why don't you like keep maybe one other species and just see how you like it and they're like oh well that's taking up rack space for this and i'm like well yeah. come on man one one tub one just one little tub get a corn <laughs> snake get a palmetto one corn tub. snake and tell me what you like about it man because when you see a palmetto corn snake that's two and a half foot long i don't care who you are i don't care if you don't like snakes you will fall in love with it you're like oh my god it's a piece of funfetti rope that's hanging out in front of me right now <laughs> this thing's incredible <laughs> oh man oh jeremy i noticed uh you got the you got the hypo stripe the hypo stripe rattles oh yeah yeah i have some hypo stripe stuff yeah <laughs> nice yeah man i uh so <laughs> good old good old nick mutton um <laughs> i had gotten 
I got a pos hat. This is when we were still a nerd. I got a pos hat G stripe, yeah, uh, female, and I was like, oh man, you know, I as soon as it came in, I'm like, this thing's gonna prove it's got all the right markers, you know. So I'm like, I I gotta I gotta do it. I just gotta do it. So I'm like, I'll just get one from Nick. So you know, I go on his website and then I reach out to him. Worst thing. And three hours I should later. Yeah, literally three hours <laughs> later. Right. Uh, I'm like, as soon as I got the response which was, are you getting back into Brennell's pythons? I should have, I should have capped it right there. I was <laughs> like, nope, I just need one. That's it. Shut up. Take my money. And, and what it became was, well, listen, man, I'm, I'm kind of inundated with Brennell's pythons. I, I bred way too many. And uh, if you want more than that, I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up. And I'm like, oh. so we discussed a percentage and I'm like, <laughs> All right, Nick, I'll call you back in an hour. So then I'm scrolling through the website and I'm like, okay, I want this, 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 <laughs> maybe this. <laughs> Is it two years old? Uh, yes. Yep. Is there any chance I produced it or did Lucas? Any idea? Bum, bum, bum. Well, because we did breeding loans with the hypo stripe stuff. So like, because I produce hypo stripes, but it's with Nick's snakes right so right Nick, so you know i sent him back to nick and lucas produced hypo hypo stripes as well again nick snake so it was breeding one <laughs> i'm just wondering i didn't, I didn't ask i think i sent him five or four something like that hmm. so i'll have I'll go back. I'll go back in the records because there's a minute possibility. It, it's it's one of mine, but I don't hey. know that for sure because it might not be. There there was a couple clutches. Heck yeah, heck! I'll have to go back through the records and see. I've got it written down somewhere what those clutch numbers were. And if, if you know what he happened to label them as, then we can we can figure it out. <laughs> it says it, it should say my name on the on the chart. He was uh, really great. Oh, re- okay, yeah, he gave me credit on the uh, on the lineage chart that he did. Uh, Bam. Okay. super cool of him to do by the way because he Hell didn't yeah. do that and uh, i've got a lot of respect and love for nick he's he's a great guy oh yeah dude i, lo- I love talking to nick i want to have him on the podcast but we only do an hour yeah we only do an hour we'll have that means we have to have him on for episode 200 because we'll do another two hour episode and then we'll be like yeah we're gonna talk about one thing with nick and you get two hours. So, <laughs> or 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 we can do a two or three hour podcast, and we'll just break it up into segments. So we'll have three huh. weeks of podcasts lined up, and True. we'll just be like every hour we'll be like, Nick, hold on for one second. Okay, so that's the end of episode <laughs> one. <laughs> like, <laughs> we just got to do this outro. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah. We'll tune in. We'll tune back. Tune we back in next week. Up, just mute yourselves. Walk away and just. Yeah. Let you- yeah. <laughs> Dude, so you want to know what's funny? I, I'll tell the story real quick and then I gotta run our ad break. Uh when Steve Tillis and I first started this podcast and we wanted to have uh Kevin on, I was like, I was like, oh dude, this is gonna be the easiest podcast ever. Uh, because back then we could only do 45 minutes. And he's like, Well, well, why? Like I've got I've got all these questions, and I'm like, Don't worry about it. Nah. Pick the one, pick the one question you really want answered. And he's like, I don't understand. And I'm like, you will. You will. <laughs> you <laughs> will. And sure as shit, it was asked the question. And then, bam, Kev was off to the races. And the podcast was done. 
it, it, was, it was done man oh my gosh on that note we're gonna take a quick two minute break for our, our sponsorship ad we'll be right back guys black box cages located in buford georgia is your one-stop shop for all of your caging and rack needs owners jen and clint are at the helm of this fantastic company with one of the shortest lead times in cage and rack manufacturing black box can satisfy anyone's needs from baby racks to v70s arboreal and terrestrial caging to deep fronted bioactive enclosures you can find everything you need right here new enclosure sizes and products are added frequently to their availability so be sure to check back often black box cages have tons of customizing options for lighting and heating along with that cages and racks can be stacked with metal stacking dowels and all cage joints are datoed for improved durability and stability. Most cage units are flat packed, but are pre-assembled prior to shipping to ensure a solid build every time. The Micro, XC18, XT3, BioG, and 3-Stack V70 ship assembled, and all other racks are shipped freight and assembled. The XR16 and XR20 model racks allow keepers to mix and match tubs. Fitting both Vision and Freedom Breeder tubs, you can mix the V15, V18, and V35S tubs, or the FB5, FB8, and FB35CV SC tubs. This kind of flexibility allows keepers to raise their animals from hatchling to juvenile or sub-adult size before needing to upgrade into adult caging. Don't just take our word for it. Go to their website to see countless customer reviews and review videos from keepers all over. To learn more about Black Box Cages, follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Black Box Cages, and of course, their website, www.blackboxcages.com. Links to their socials and website will be available in the podcast description. Boom. So you guys know the deal. Go check out blackboxcages.com. They're always trying to post uh, new inventory on their website. They're always trying to innovate and expand on products. So make sure you check Um, them out frequently. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure they only have two minutes. Those guys, hell yeah, yeah, their product is great. Our, our, well, dude, it, here's the deal: if I'm going to sell you a snake, and it's your first snake, and you maybe have, you know, you don't know what cage to buy, and you got a little ten gallon whatever, and I'm like, no, 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 we need to get you set up, dude. I don't have two months to wait to ship. To wait, mm-hmm. yep. it's to the person that I'm trying to sell it to. Okay, I want them set up. I want them set up right, and I want it to boom, boom, boom. So, you know, I'll send people to black box and dude, their cages are there in like a week. Yeah. Two, yeah. They, two, two week turnaround time. It's yeah. insane. It's, it's they're, awesome. They're so, on, they are so on it. And I know, you know what we, we really need to do this, Rob, you and I got to take that trip down to Georgia because yeah. I, I wanted to uh, do a YouTube video um, on their shop. Um, so yeah. right in Buford, Georgia. And I usually am in that area a, a good amount um and uh yeah i just i want to be able to show people like what it's what it's like at a cage building factory manufacturing facility whatever whatever you want to call it <laughs> um but yeah i mean the cages are awesome the people are great and you're not waiting for a year i mean yeah you can't Dude. go wrong <laughs> when i heard that some people were ordering from uh these HBA were like a five month lead time damn yeah and the guy yeah. said 30 days when I bought him. Love you. Love uh, you. I'm not going to name call you right now. I'm not going to call uh, you. 
Thank you, but bro. <laughs> but bro, for real. Yep. Oh, man. It's crazy me- that that's just like the norm when it comes to uh, enclosure builders. Like, come on, man. Five months. Like, AP has got like an eight month to a year lead time. Like, what? Who? What? What is that? <laughs> Stop taking orders if you have an eight month lead time. <laughs> come on. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it's, I think it's cool as the industry has expanded, right. We see more and more businesses pop up and, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's cool to see, um, you know, like I've got friends at AP and, and stuff. So it, it's, it's cool to see those people get to a point where it's like, man, like some competition mm-hmm. while we want to be able to build every cage, a little competition actually might be okay. Cause there's so many people that want cages and you get these other companies that pop up. And, you know, when you get people that end up coming in and doing it right, like black mm-hmm. box is done, uh so many other people as well you know i mean it's it's great it's just great to see and uh you know i mean the same same thing goes for like uh shipping reptiles there's so many different companies for shipping reptiles because it's such a needed thing right and you know people go with who they want to go with and that's totally cool um you know doesn't matter as long as the, you know the companies that i think there's four major companies that are out right now and they've all you know they've all got really good you know, I mean, the boxes are all the same thing all the way through. Right. Um, but it just becomes like who you end up clicking with. Right. Like, oh, I clicked with Chad. I clicked with Robin. I, I clicked with Debbie. I clicked, you know, whoever. It's yep. who cares? Just ship your damn snakes. If you're selling <laughs> them, if you're still selling snakes, congratulations. <laughs> Sales are horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well and that's it's funny because like I'm, I'm like yeah i'm gonna go vend pomona tomorrow guys i have like seven snakes for sale <laughs> oh man hey you want me to send you some <laughs> i've got you some extras I've, I've got three pop one carpets that are gonna go with me i've got two amazons and i've got hypo stripe brettles and a, and a pos head stripe a hypo pos head stripe and a jungle that's it that's it that's the whole but you know what <laughs> Whatever I, I would have had more, but uh, I got hit up last night and somebody bought a pair of Amazons off me. So now I'm only bringing two. Hey, hey. there you go. Sales of sales. Are there any Aussie species that I would want to have? Oh yes, I love that. <laughs> so Amy's um, from Australia too. So this this matters. This really matters. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So obviously the the two main ones I would want are the two main ones that we can't have. Right. The uh, well, three, the Owen Pelly, the King Horny, and the uh, Southwestern uh, Carpet. Embricata. Yeah, we can't have those. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would love yeah. to be able to have any of those. Out of the three, the Owen Pelly. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, definitely They're so the unique Owen. looking. They I wonder how long until they make it here. <laughs> i mean they've, they've been bred in captivity now so it's only a matter of time i'm sure they'll i'm sure it'll happen i mean it's there it's gonna happen and it'll probably be legally through the zoo trade and then whatever whatever everybody kind of know you know there's the yep. you know maybe there's, you know there's black holes here and there <laughs> you know, whatever it'll it'll eventually it'll happen yeah. yeah. <laughs> and when it does, I got money. <laughs> He's like, I might not have basin money, but I will have Owen Pelly. I will have Owen Pelly money. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. I'm you so see all the to see what they look like in person, dude. I know. Right? Yeah, man. They they just look so interesting. 
I can just see it now, like Owen Pelly's hit hit the market at one point here in the U.S. in the future, and you just see all the all the Aussie guys start throwing up GoFundMe pages. Yep, <laughs> I need Eric my dream snake. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I feel like everyone would 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 donate ten dollars to see Eric Burke or Owen get a pair of Owen Pelly. I was gonna say I would start a GoFundMe just for Eric. Just exactly. So Eric, so, so Eric can have it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so are there any other uh Aussie species that you would like outside of those ones or no? I pretty much have all the ones that I can keep that I want. Um it it, it would be monitors. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. only because like I feel like I've I have my snake fix. Like if I if I if I want to get it, like I've figured out, you know, how to how to get there. Um, but I, I don't have the time to do monitors. True. I really don't. And, uh, uh, you can't leave them like you can snakes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know? And that's why I don't have any monitors and that's a bummer, dude. That's yep. a bummer. <laughs> um, I was over out. It was funny. So I, I work in plumbing as a living, right? And, yep. uh, you know, that's what I do. Uh, sewer pipelining and there was a sewer backup at a reef and reptile which is a reptile shop here in san diego so property manager calls me out to reef and reptile this morning to go camera the sewer line <laughs> mike the owner you know he uh he opens the door you know for the plumber and it's me and you know obviously i've known mike for a long time and yeah. uh, he's like dude what sweet so, you know, <laughs> I, I spent like you know i was there for like two hours probably did 15 minutes of plumbing and then the rest <laughs> the rest of- hadn't opened yet we were just playing with our animals <laughs> we had some kimberly rock monitors there oh, oh rat yes and uh yeah such a cool you know he had you know these anyway so probably kimberly's yes yeah. hell yeah yes dude. i love kimberly rock monitors i love pilbaras too but kimberly's have a very special place in my heart but it if I ever awful. do monitors, I need a bells. I need one of those, like the super bells that are just like clean white, clean yeah. black. I need one of those. I just want to spend a whole bunch of time with it and get it super friendly. I because... thought you were going to say, I just want to spend a whole lot of money. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money. I just want to spend a lot of time with it. And I want it to be my best friend. So that like, have you seen, uh, what is it? Uh, the ones, its name is Motley. And the girl's Instagram name is we speak in forked tongues. And it's just this like crazy high white bells. And she just opens up the enclosure and he just climbs right out and climbs right up to her. I'm like, oh, my God, I love what that lizard is so cool. Yeah, I've had a longstanding love affair with lace monitors. And uh, (laughs) I, I got to finally meet one when Kevin got some at Nerd. And I was just like, oh, my God, this thing's incredible. I just... I really need to go visit John Adragna and and play with some of his because he's got some yeah. really nice ones. Um, Melanis monitors are dope too. Ooh, yes. yeah. I had one for probably three years, mm-hmm. and super under underrated, underrepresented monitor species. Yeah, mm-hmm. Melanis are dope. Man, those are they those are, are cool. great medium sized lizard can be super friendly really smart you know what i mean you can mm-hmm. you can keep it and and it can be your friend you know exactly and, <laughs> that's that's cool you know some of the more dwarf monitors you know i don't really know that well but it, i don't know 
I don't get the same level of interaction. You You can't. (laughs) That's why I think it's so funny that Aki's are so popular because Aki's are miserable monitors. They just are horrible. (laughs) They're terrible. Like they just, one, they run like crazy. They don't want to be near you. And then two, if it's red Aki's, they bite and they bite hard, bro. Really? I do not. Yes. Yes, yeah. they do. If yeah. you talk to anyone who's got like any number of red ackies, they will tell you that they are just not a friendly <laughs> monitor. So like when people are like, what's a good starter monitor? And they're like, ackies. I'm like, don't do it. Don't do it. No. Do not do it. Oh, it's no. not going to be your friend. I started with a Nile. That was my, oh. my starter monitor was a Nile. And I had her for seven Same. years. I had her for a long time. <laughs> Well, yeah. when you when you start there, everything else is friendly. So that's, that's pretty true. <laughs> I'm a glutton for punishment. Man. Oh man, that was Bruh. that was like the the theme for me with with big lizards. When I wanted a tegu, I wanted a black and white tegu. Couldn't afford it. Ended up getting the Colombian, the Colombian gold. golden tegu. Gold. Yeah, man. Wanted, wanted an Asian water monitor. Couldn't afford that. Got the Nile monitor. Sucker, like, dude, so bad. And I love those animals to death. But man, if listen, man, if you want the real thing, that's my advice. That's my advice today. If you want the real thing, fucking save and get it. Get it. Yeah, <laughs> what you're saying real. is, I should have got the basins. Yeah, <laughs> uh, no. Honestly, dude. Well, I don't know. If you want to be best friends with them, yes, you should have. But yeah. if you, if you, uh, I think honestly, what I think when it comes to the Northerns is if you start when they're small and build a rapport with them, I think that you can get good. them to be tractable. I don't think they'll be yeah. as tractable as a basin, but I think you can get them to be workable, much more workable than wild caught ones. Um, yeah, for but sure. for real, ba- there's no comparison when it comes to basins, man. I literally worked with a whole ton of basins when I was at nerd and I maybe only had two that I ever had to like keep an eye out for all the rest of them. I could literally go right in and touch the top of their head and they would just like, look at you tongue flick. They would come right. Like I could literally put my hand out like this and they would tongue flick and come down to my hand and check out what's going on. I could literally just scoop them right up off the, the perch and they were great. And there, there were some Northerns where you could hook them out and then handle them, but you still had to hook them out because they was, <laughs> even during the day they would, they would, you know, take a swing at you. And those teeth, you do not want to like, I don't want to get no. hit by those teeth. No. I can't wait. Yeah. Oh God. I would say the one thing is uh, for perching with them, perch. make sure that you got thin perches. That's that's yeah, my one perches. bit of advice for for any sort of emerald. Make sure you got thin perches. They prefer it and they digest better when they've got thin perches. How do you guys feel about uh, with the babies over water versus paper starting out? I mean, obviously humidity is key, but yeah. I mean, do you like the starting over water process? Is that what you would you know? I'm, I assume you've worked with enough young ones in your day. Yeah, I mean, I I don't mind the overwater technique. Um, I I think it's the trick. I mean, it'd be the same thing if if you were just using a water dish. The trick is like making sure that there's water. You know, like don't let it don't let that evaporator get get too thin. Um, but and also change it out regularly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Thing. So there's no yeah. bacteria or anything that that ends up festering in there. Um. I think that's that's the I think the bacteria element is is your biggest risk, yeah. In in doing that, 
Um, especially if like they poop all the way in the back and you don't catch that right away and it's sitting there for a day or two, like, meh, not great if then they go down and try to drink it, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't see a problem with that at all. I know a lot of people in the arboreal community that that do that to start. So and then if if you use paper, I'd either use paper towels or if you're gonna use newspaper, add some damp sphagnum moss like yep. in one half of the tub. So it it gives that little humidity spike. It really does help out. I've seen I've seen some people do it where they do it around the water dish so that it helps keep that area extra humid. Um, but I, I just noticed that during shed cycles that can that can really help as long as the ventilation's good. Mm-hmm. Okay, so as long as we get the humidity on point, we can kind of go either way with the the water bottom or yep. the, the bowl bottom. Yeah, um, oh yeah, absolutely. Now my my, I'm so glad I have you guys. This is great. I'm getting, I'm getting my <laughs> first a reverse so podcast. <laughs> I know. So, uh, uh, okay. So with with these babies, um, mice or rats? I think I don't remember what Kev said he started them on. Um, They're on hopper mice now. I'm just wondering okay. if I switch to rats now. Or later, I honestly, you can keep them on mice their whole life, pretty much. Uh, I I try yeah. not to go too crazy big with the meals. They they have a tough time digesting it because of the way that their stomachs are set up. If they're not looped appropriately over the perch, it doesn't allow it to like fully digest, and parts of it can like get messed up. Which is what I I tend to see when people use really big perch, like the really wide perches. It the way that their stomach is set up, especially if they eat something that's a little bit bigger. Uh, that's one of the things that back in the day I would see people would mess up all the time is that they would get these like big, thick branch perches that look really cool, but they would give the, you know, an adult emerald, you know, a Northern emerald is probably going to be like what, three and a half, four foot long. And they would give it like a small medium rat and it would just be like super bloated. It would be kind of, tilting on the top a little bit where this mm-hmm. like you see where the stomach hangs and then also it's bloated up onto the top of the perch and it would just either start regurgitating or it I would throw it up like like that yep so i, I think I that throw the condor like that i i think that if you use the thinner perches you run uh, less of a risk of doing that and also smaller meals than than what most people anticipate they're since they're more of a sedentary animal I think that they um, they utilize their calories a lot better than a lot of the more active species. So you don't really need to go crazy, crazy with feeding them. And um, this is just me as someone who doesn't regularly keeping them, but just like watching a lot of people keep them over the years. Just the things that I've observed is that they utilize calories really well and they don't do well with super giant meals uh, like baby Amazon tree boas. You can start them on rat pinks i've literally seen people start like these little shoelace <laughs> tree boas on like fresh day old rat pinks and they slam them digest them and just keep it moving yeah whereas yeah. like the the emeralds i think you really they just need a little bit more um care size wise when it comes to their prey items because adult emeralds literally you can keep them on adult like x i guess xl mice or whatever yeah, jum- the large big jumbo, jumbo retire mice. breeders yeah yeah you can keep them on that and that is plenty to sustain them and and do well a lot of the people who i see swap them to rats um it, it just you run more of a risk of um 
you know, one gaining fat because the rats that are small enough for an emerald to eat are still usually on milk or they're just coming off of having milk. So that is really high fat. And you can, it, since they use up all their calories and utilize the food as much as they do, it, it could, I think that personally it, it contributes to like fatty liver disease and, and them just getting overweight because they're not a super active snake in general. And then, uh, when you are working with mice or feeding the mice, adult mice are going to have a more um, like more bone structure to them. And they're going to have a little bit better nutrients depending on what they're being fed and, and stuff like that. So in my opinion, I would not worry about stressing to get them over on rats. Um, mm -hmm. If they're eating hopper mice right now, I would keep them on that. Like, you know, small hoppers or, or whatever. If they're still red, they should be taken like, you know, large fuzzies or, or really small hoppers something something around that size oh dude i forgot i sent you a jungle carpet how's that doing dude it's mint i love <laughs> yeah, i i was never a crazy like jungle person like i was like i don't know why i just always looked at them and i was like oh they're, they're cool they're black and yellow and then like when i saw that dude in australia who has the um those really more black ones than yellow. I was like, Oh man, those things are freaking cool. And I was like, where can I, where can I, what can I do? And I was just <laughs> like, I saw that when you posted, it. I was like, Oh my God, that thing's freaking awesome. And so, uh, yeah, I, the jungles, I, I've always been into the, the West Bob one carpets, like way before I was into like into carpets, but, uh, the jungles is kind of new to me or newer to me. So I'm just like, I'm enjoying them. They're, they're cool. Is the yellow popping pretty good on the one I sent you? Bro, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Dude, I I think that um, it's interesting to see the the like size that they start to get color compared to the West pop ones when they get their color. And mm -hmm. then also, I mean, watching Jeremy's brettles and stuff, just seeing each of them has a different point when they really start to show and really start to get into their stride. And I think that's super interesting because with like bloods, it's just like, Oh, once it hits two years old, you usually start to see some, some color. Grade. But with the jungles, I feel like they get it way younger than, than uh than bloods or short tails you know oh yeah yeah oh yeah cool 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 i want to see a picture man you got to post an update picture of that one. yeah hell yeah hell yeah. Let's see it. hell yeah dude hell yeah so what uh what are you planning on pairing this season are you, are you uh taking it uh, easy going hard or two diamond pairings um Ooh. which uh that's fun because they're in an outside setup Right. Mm. And, uh, that, that they're okay. I, I did pull them inside about two weeks ago mm -hmm. and I'll probably put them back out just this whole storm cycle, dude. And like, mm -hmm. it's just, it's not that it's getting too cold at night. It's that it's not getting warm enough during the day. Yeah. Yeah. You know? fair. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like I, I'm not worried about the fact that it's 40 degrees at night. They can roll at 40 degrees at night. Mm -hmm. all freaking no problem but they need yeah. to be able to heat up properly so like i did put a uh a heat panel in there like in a hide that's outside on thermostat and stuff like that mm -hmm. that i have set to like five hours a day it kicks up mm -hmm. to uh 85 degrees but cool. the problem with that is they never came out to bask hmm. because mm. they were just content with that five hours of heat that they got from the panel 
But I'm yeah. like, well, that's, you know, the whole reason I have them outside is so they'll come out and do this naturally. So I'm like, you know what? Screw it. I, I brought them inside. <laughs> they'll be, they'll be back outside as soon as, uh, soon as it makes sense once i'm seeing weather back in the high 70s again i'll put them back outside dude have you have you temp gun their their surface temp like on their bodies while while they're out there mm-hmm. yeah what, it's it, crazy. what do you see them sit at uh it's just well i mean i'm 60 at night yeah you know like yeah. something like that but during the day i mean They'll heat up, and, and this was more like summertime, you know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, like I, while it's been underneath, you know, underneath the the heat panel, that that's kind of cheating. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so right now, it's you know, it doesn't really matter. But yeah, they they will retain heat much longer than you would think that they would. Yeah, it's um, crazy. I've sure. I, on some of the colder days that we've had it when we found snakes, I'm temp gunning them, and I'm like, damn man, it's like. 50 you know 50 degrees out and i temp gun like a black rat snake and its body temperature is at like 85 86 degrees and i'm like bro what the heck is this because like (laughs) you don't think that it like the air just feels cold but because their body's so dark it just absorbs that heat and i remember when we went to um jeremy when we went to tom crutchfield's place Mm -hmm. he was talking about temp gunning his fucking his diamonds when it was like i don't remember, i don't remember what he was like it was like 50 or 60 degrees out there and he's oh, like I yeah see, i see my diamonds basking and they're sitting at like almost 100 degrees their body temp yeah wow and he's like they're just I chilling that now you're gonna make me go temp them night of the day that's just cool yeah, yeah the next time that you put them out even on a cooler day i'm just curious to see what they sit at because I, when when he told me that they were sitting at 100 degrees i was like dude that makes me think it like I would just be panicked. I would be thinking that they're going to die. And he's like, bro, they just do their own thing. They're so like used to the way that the planet cycles where they're from, that they just truck right through it. And it's just yeah. like, it was the coolest thing, man. That is cool. Okay, and they were like doing, this big. <laughs> so doing the diamonds, um, doing a couple jungle pairings. Um, and then really just the Barnax and the Southerns. I mean, that, that, that's really it for this year. Next year, the rough scales will be big enough. Next year, the ivories will be big enough. Next year, the gelatinous will be big enough. Um, Hell yeah. You know, probably go for in lens. Um, you know, but yeah, this year I'm, I'm really shooting only for five, six clutches. You know, if I can do five or six clutches, I'm thrilled. So even just getting half, that'll make me happy. Give me three or four clutches in a year. I'm cool. That's enough to feed. That's enough to house. That's enough to sell. You know, that's enough to maintain a work family, you know, life balance. Yep. Right. Which is is what I'm looking for. And just to reiterate for everybody that may be listening, we're talking with a carpet python person. We're not talking about ball pythons. So don't freak out. Four to five clutches provides a lot more offspring. (laughs) 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 Well, how many did you get? How many? Because you produced Bradley this year, didn't you? Or last year? Yeah, I did. uh, Yeah, this past year. I did uh, two clutches of them. Um, Thank God. Because uh, <laughs> it could way worse. They can, I, you, can, you can accidentally produce a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, man, it was it was crazy. I had um, so I got uh, a group of Brettles pythons before uh, before I left Nerd uh, from our buddy Dan Rowe, and mm-hmm. uh, they had all originally come from Nick. Um, in the, I think it was like most of it was 
like 2014 animals. Um, and he had this uh, this trio it was reverse trio of pure hypos. They were like the second gen hypos. And I was like, yeah, like this is awesome. Like that's that was like the coolest part of that group to me. And uh, it was supposed to be a reverse trio. So I had them all marked, whatever. And I'm, I'm pairing one of the males and uh, nothing's happening. And I'm like, man, I just I don't understand. Uh, so I finally decide to use the other male and see like locked immediately. It just it just didn't take. Thank God. Um, cause then I, I realized after I'm like, I don't understand. Like that male was right on it. This other male is not like I'm something's not right. I, so I, I'm like, there's a girl. Pal- wasn't it? Let me, let me palpate this loaded, loaded with follicles. And I was like, oh man, holy crap. So I was like, I should pair it. I should pair it. I should pair it. And then I was like, no, I shouldn't. This could be yeah. really bad because these are all like six, seven foot plus, like big, big girls. And then the first clutch of brettles drops for my big uh, G stripe girl, like 34 eggs. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, man. Oh, man. I hope that I hope that one lock makes sure that I hope she doesn't go. She had one lock. I hope she, she can't go. I can't handle this. I can't. Handle this. So I did. I got that clutch. And then I uh, did a stonewash clutch uh, from a visual to a head. And the head was a smaller female. She gave me like 15 eggs. And uh, and I was like, OK, no more. So I'm like palpating extra girls. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, Falcons are getting smaller. OK, all right. We're good. We're in the clear, man. It's like the only time I've ever had that moment because then I also had like a, a clutch. I had two clutches of jungles laid. One like was pretty much mostly garbage. Um, but that was another like 15 or 16 eggs. You know, so it's like, man, four or five clutches. You're talking over 100 babies, you know, <laughs> or close or close to it. If you got big girls, you if know, it's yeah. like. You know, it's like Absolutely. shit, man. <laughs> you know, like the last time I bred coastals, uh, I think that clutch was like twenty-five eggs or something yeah. like that. And it's like, it's like, man, you guys are corn snakes, but cooler. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. you know, like holy crap, man. But yeah, you can get inundated real quick. So they're just they're great pets, man. They're they great really are dude. for people yeah. to start for somebody who lives in an apartment that just wants one really cool snake that's gonna hang out on a branch because ball pythons are neat but everything looks cooler on a branch right <laughs> yeah that's and... why i keep trying to put my ball pythons on branches and they just keep rolling uh, off didn't you read that study <laughs> that they eat birds for part of the year jeremy yeah okay okay that's they're fine. arboreal that's cool that's a, that's a you cool can put one in a four by two if you want i don't care if yeah. you only have one snake then why aren't you do what you want yeah, yeah right exactly yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. if it's your pet, it better be in a four by two or you kind of suck. <laughs> Facts. Facts. From black box uh, cages. Yep. Fa- yes. Even bigger facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, yeah, so I think this this year I've got uh, I think I'm doing two two brittles pairings um two two jungle pairings again and uh and that's it on them that's it on the morelia front actually no sorry i lied three brettles pairings um because i'm doing the hypos uh some stonewash stuff and then i've got a pair of uh double head genetic stripe stone washes that'll be ready this year so nice fingers fingers crossed on those 
I hope yeah, I can hit one. They look crazy. The, Dude. The, the Stonewash stripe makes like the least sense out of every morph combination ever. Yeah. Like, it just yep. doesn't make sense. It's, no, man. I wish I had a picture of one to put it up right now so people can see what we're talking about. Cause it's like, hang on, I'll pull one up. All right. You got it. Cause this is like, it's, it does not look like what you think it should look like. I don't think I've seen what one of those yet. Oh, it's yeah. wonky as hell. It really is like, dude, like, so remember that when we first saw the genetic stripe clowns, yes, the ball pythons and we're like, wow, that is not what we expected that to look like at all. Yeah. This is, this is, is, is exactly what this thing. is. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's see. I got to find the right. Can photo. he do it? I Googled it. Hang on. Give me a second. <laughs> you Googled it. I Googled it. I didn't have it ready to pull up. <laughs> There's like two people in the United States that even have that. Come I know. On. I should have just went to write to Inland. Just Reptile. go to your messages for Nick Mutton because I'm sure you asked to see a picture of it at some point. Uh, so. yeah. <laughs> that's Hang what on. I need. There, that's, that's, that's where my picture's at. But yeah. Man, <laughs> all right. Anyway. Oh, I don't know. Dude. Yeah. They're, they're cool. I, I don't think I'm going to be doing brettles anymore. Um, mm -hmm. oh. I don't I don't think I'm going to. Well, I have to. Dude, I only have so much space, man. I and, hear you. And I, and I want I, 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 I like to change it up. I want to be doing different things. You know, I'm just kind of trying to flow through what I do and have fun doing it. So occasionally, like if, if there's something new that I'm going to be interested in for a while, I got to let some stuff go. Uh, so yeah. probably not doing brettles anymore. Uh, probably not doing popwoods anymore. What's happening? I don't know what this is. Why does this pop up here? No, go. I don't, I don't know. know what... That is one of Nick's pictures. I can tell. <laughs> looking at it. <laughs> no. I, okay. Wait. Is that a bucket on. pick? I. <laughs> no, it's a Facebook picture. I don't know what the hell that. What happened? Okay, hang on. We're Why gonna get go... this. We're, We're gonna, gonna we are gonna get this. I, I'm so well while Jeremy's struggling, we do have <laughs> one up. question that we close shut out up, every Rob. single show. Ask with. the question and shut up. <laughs> and that question is whether it be in your own collection or something that you've seen on the internet. Uh oh, there we go. There. Wow, that is really tell weird. me how that makes any sense. What the heck? So for the yeah. people who are audio only, it is a baby brettles python. So it is red and like a yellowish tan. And it's got, how do you describe that? It's got like a, a King Ornai scrub pattern on its back, like the back half of it. And then it's yeah. partially striped on the first third and the back it's like, third. It's like a genetic stripe. It's like what happens like if you were looking at a genetic stripe, but then you took acid. It, yeah, like the like it's melting. It just like everything's yeah. going sideways now. It's melting. It's, yeah, it's it's really cool, man. It's that really is weird. Cool. Yeah, so ah. I'm excited about that. And then if I can land one, uh, I'll hold it back, and then I want to plug it into some of the hypo stuff as well, and, and make some oh, double cuts from that. So, yeah, oh um, yeah, yeah, very cool. Man. It was worth yeah. it. It was, it was worth, worth it. it. What was, was the question? It. You, you okay, started so a question. We got excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, in the realm of reptiles, whether it be something in your collection or something you've seen online, um, what has got you excited about reptiles right now? <laughs> Emerald tree bows, man. Boom. That's it. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> For Alice K9 is yeah. let's get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be I'll be honest, it's MJ's fault. Uh yeah. 
Damn yeah, because you know I've, I've been you know I've been over to MJ's house multiple times and and, and seen all his emeralds and you know after I just. It's been tugging at me my whole freaking life that I need to <laughs> and and going over there now I'm just like okay now this is I need one yeah happening this is this is absolutely happening so yeah right now definitely emeralds um that's that's my current uh my current shit so here we go Hell yeah okay and Next man if if uh people want to follow you and see the things that you're doing where should they look you up on social media morelia house on instagram is where i am by far the most active um so morelia house instagram i do have a youtube page i don't really use it it's probably been almost two years since i put a video out um and then facebook brandon wheeler hell yeah so thank you so much for coming on tonight, man. This has been fun. We'll have to do a part two because I feel like there's still more stuff for us to talk about. Oh, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Easy. Definitely. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. So thank you for coming on. And uh, Jeremy, do you have a, what? Hold on, Jeremy. What has got what? you excited about reptiles what? right now? Uh, this is this is finally the week. I'm a little later than I wanted to be, but this is finally the week I start pairing up Amazons. So hey. I'm stoked about that. Hopefully to see the first locks from those for a year. So good luck, man. Yeah. Mm, fingers mm. crossed. We need carnage I babies. One. I want one. Yeah. We need carnage babies. Yeah, we need yeah, carnage we babies. Hundred <laughs> percent. Heck yeah. Rob, what what about you? You you can't uh, not, you can't not answer this. Come on, man. I know, I know, I know. But mine <laughs> has got to be, dude, Matt Somerville from Australia posting those pictures from the Cape. He went herping, and bro, it's baby chondro season, so baby green tree python season. And he was literally posting pictures. Uh, he saw so many green trees on this trip. It was bro. crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. He saw like <laughs> dozens of babies and dozens of adults. And the babies were hunting during the daytime, broad day, perched below branches near the base of plants, hunting skinks. And the adults were hunting at nighttime for whatever the heck is moving around at nighttime. Yeah. But literally, he the babies, he would find them perched up at night, not moving. And the adults would be perched up during the day, not moving. So they're on opposite cycles of when they're hunting and being active. And I just thought that was the freaking coolest thing, man, because... We never see information about wild green tree pythons. And he literally, I, I messaged him just to be like, dude, this is so cool. Thank you for sharing this on social media because this is just so interesting to me. And he was like talking to me a little bit about it. And he was saying that the babies, there would be frogs hopping right in front of them and they completely ignored them. We're not remotely interested. Really? But, if skink, but if a skink came in the area, boom, they're targeted, tongue flicking and doing the tail and like going crazy looking to catch That's skinks. And then he so found ones cool. that had already caught skinks. And then after they catch something, they go up underneath some foliage and they'll perch up underneath the foliage and just hang out there while they're digesting. Hi. So they get cryptic basking underneath the leaves. He, the leaves create a greater surface area. So it heats up and allows them to digest appropriately. Oh, it becomes and a radiant heat panel. Exactly. <laughs> Bro, I was like, Oh, everyone has to go look at this right now. This is, I don't care if you don't keep green tree pythons. This is so cool. You have to go check this out. Dude, definitely. I, so now I'm now I'm curious, right? When when the switch happens, when that food cycle, yeah, happens, when, when what point in their life the, does it start swapping around? It it probably has to do with uh, their their autogenetic color change. I'm, I'm, so. I'm just 
I'm just going to go out of limb and say that because like I'm thinking the yellow babies skinks are not going to be uh, noticing that. And then also small birds. And then once they turn green, they're like, well, okay, it's uh, just going to hunt at nighttime, I guess. Yeah. And th- th- this is a small sample size. So this is only just Northern Australia, but still bro. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Well, and the, well, the skinks are diurnal too, right? Exactly. So exactly. Are, that's when, everything's happening for that food source so i would assume when they start to switch from skinks over to, to something bigger yeah yeah then you're gonna hunt at night instead of the day depending on your, your prey availability i bet that has something yeah. to do with it too yes hmm. hell yeah that's so freaking awesome okay yeah. okay i just had to get that out that was cool as hell <laughs> hell yeah all and right. also sorry matt summers because oh. i miss i misspoke in another episode <laughs> Matt, i thought we weren't gonna talk in, about it i thought we weren't either but i i feel like i need to address it Matt now, Summers, reptiles now is cool. i'm mad because you said shout out to matt somerville who's in australia blah blah blah, and i almost said oh, i thought he was in southern california and i bit my <laughs> tongue to not embarrass you you bastard i just embarrassed myself i gotta own it <laughs> Man, shout out to matt summers he's cool enough to let me he's piggyback cool. off his booth at pomona tomorrow you know Dude, like i said yeah. i only have seven or eight animals that i'm gonna bring and you know he already have a booth so he's let me take a corner of it so thank you very much oh, yeah. Boom. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. So we will catch y'all next time. Uh, I I have a feeling we're going to have somebody cool on next time as well. 2023, we're we're kicking this off great. Brandon, you're the man. Uh, Yeah, dude. Reptile Talk 101. In the (laughs) book.